as it is will never be gold if it doesn't go through fire gold as it is can never be valuable if it is in the ground it is only valuable after it has gone through the stages of fire and purification and it will come to the market and people will start what buying it for you to be able to be accepted to be relevant to engage what god has given to you you need to come to the stage where you will surrender your will every single thing your desire your ability to choose you have to surrender it to god and the bible says that in numbers chapter 14 verses 1 to 3 the israelites decided that they don't want god to what detect to them to lead them they don't want god to take them through the wilderness every believer every christian has a wilderness period you cannot escape it the bible says jesus is the altar and finisher of what our faith so if jesus is the altar and finisher of our faith it means that he is the model through which we are what functioning and the model through which we are what working towards and we are working in line with it's a standard so if christ is the standard let us look at the life of christ the bible says and before christ came john chapter 1 he says there was a man who came to bear witness of that light to bear witness of that new wine to bear witness of the one who is going to fill us till we overflow the one who is going to initiate the new dispensation of the spirit of god who is going to fill us till we are drunk and the bible says that john the baptist came and he was in the wilderness until the time was due he was in the wilderness and the bible says in the wilderness he began crying out and the bible says people came from the east from the south from the north from the west to meet a man who was in a wilderness and he baptized them unto repentance and when that had happened the bible says the son of god came and he saw him do you know what it takes those who are able to go through the time frame of wilderness who have been pressed and crushed by the spirit and the dealings of god that whatever um, whatever failed whatever last whatever weakness in them has been taken away impurities and um, 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 self-centeredness has been, have been has been taken away from them to be able to have that foresight to have the unusual advanced knowledge to be able to step into eternity and bring the hidden mysteries and revelations onto the realm that they find themselves and the bible says when john the baptist saw jesus no one knew who jesus was the bible says he said behold the lamp the lamp of god that takes away our sins and he says i cannot do or baptize you in fact he was baptizing a lot of people but why did he come to that place because he had gone through the process of what of dealing of the dealings of god where his life was pressed in a wilderness where certain certain desires were taken out where pride was taken out where certain anger pride i mean rage was taken out where certain 
I mean, inclination to certain lust was taken out. And all that was left standing was that he would glorify God and he would do the will of God. You cannot be an effective minister, an effective kingdom ambassador if you haven't gone through the process of prison. You want to become a multi-billionaire, you want to become that mega minister, you want to become that powerful evangelist, prophet, apostle, you want to become that refined wife, that refined husband, you want to become that refined lecturer, whatever it is, you have to embrace the realm of wilderness, the realm of pressing and crushing. The Bible says, when Jesus came, he said, I am not ready to what? Do this. And Jesus said, do it that all righteousness will be filled. Then thereafter, the Bible says that the supernatural opened and the Spirit of God came down and the Spirit of God engaged Jesus and affirmed Jesus. Jesus, as the carpenter died, when the Spirit came, gave Jesus a new assignment. For your assignment to change, you need fresh wine. You need the Lord to turn things around. His wineskin as a carpenter's son ended the moment he encountered the Spirit of God. It is the Holy Spirit that will give us new wine. And the Bible says, When the Holy Spirit came upon him and the Father released a word of acceptance, of pronouncement, the Spirit of God did not take him out to minister. The Bible says the Spirit of God took him to the wilderness. Do you see this? So wilderness period in the life of a believer will never end. You need to go through it. Apostle Paul says something, I counted all joy when I go through diverse kinds of sufferings. He said nothing can take me or separate me from the love of God. No torture, no burden. So it's funny how when things change, when um, the economic situations change over nations, certain believers and in fact believers start to remember and start to talk. The Bible says in Numbers 14 and the verse 3, the Israelites said this, these are the same people that God worked miracles, brought them out of Egypt. Not poor, but rich. The Bible says when they were coming out, Israel took every blessing that has been taken from them by the Egyptians. The Bible says that they were given all. For the 430 years, God compressed it, running over into their bosom. Look at this. And that is how most of us, we are, we are behaving. And the Lord spoke to me, said, speak to my people. That for the next move, for the realm where I'm going to exchange the wealth of the wicked into the house of God, into certain chosen families, chosen vessel, they will have to lose that old wineskin. And for you to lose that old wineskin, you need to go through the wilderness. And the Bible says in the verse 3 of the chapter 14 of Numbers, it said, why has the Lord brought us to this land? To fall by the sword that our wives and our children should become victims would it not be better for us to return to egypt probably you are here and you are thinking of returning back maybe you used to go out with a guy who was sponsoring you 
Maybe you used to go out with a lady who was sponsoring you, but at the end, you were compromising. Maybe at work, you were compromising. You were adding certain digits to certain invoices and taking certain money. Probably, maybe you were doing certain things that the Holy Spirit did not approve. And by, by that reason, you were getting certain network of friends that were helping you. Probably, maybe when you gave yourself to Christ, when you decided to live a holy life, certain categories of friends left your life and you felt like your life has never been the same. I came to tell you, if you can let go and look forward for new things, for the new wine, God will surprise you. And he said, why? In verse 4, we need to select a leader so that we can return to Egypt, the place of bondage. The place of bondage. So Jesus in the wilderness, the Bible says that in the wilderness, he was tempted by the devil. I believe in the wilderness, there's no one to talk to. Some of us, we can go through our wilderness stage where it looks as if whenever you go out and you are seeking for help, no one helps you. It is the stage where God is pruning certain things that you will start depending solely on Him. Absolute dependence on God. You can never enter into a realm of divine provision if you are dependent on man. That you can close your eyes or I mean within a, sp sp within a split of second you can mention about five personalities that can be a blessing to you. It is not a stage of divine provision. When God wants you to take, to you, take you to the realm where his Jehovah Jireh manifests, you first have to what? Catize with dependence on flesh. So they were saying that you have brought us to a land to fall by the sword. A land that we are going to lose everything that we hold dear to us. Anything that takes the place of God has the tendency of what? Causing you to lose the work with God. It becomes an idol. So some of us, our work has become an idol. So you realize that you used to be on fire, but when you started the work, it's like your fire is dying. It means you have placed your priority in your work. Maybe before you got married, you were on fire, but when you got married, it disappeared. And God says he wants you to lose that old wine skin. That skin that has taken all the place of God. When you lose it and take upon the new wine skin, you can carry the new wine that God is bringing. You cannot put it in an old wine skin. You need to take it out. And some of us, we are like a car. You need to take out the engine oil. Some of us, we have been using the engine oil for 17 years. The same thing. You confess Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, but you are still at the same place. The same thought ideologies. But God wants you to shed those thoughts off. If God wants to make you a blessing, if God wants to make you a multi-financial mogul, if God wants you to make you a financial or a kingdom financier and you are stingy, forget it. You need to let go of that ideology, that state of mind. 
and start releasing. Anyone who gives becomes a blessing. If God wants to use you to bring about um, transformation through the word and you spend time, I mean, watching movies, you spend time, I mean, you're supposed to work, but you spend all your time there not doing anything. Trust me, you cannot be effective until you take away that old wine skin and put on a new white skin according to the word mark chapter 2 verse 22 let me read this it says this and no one puts new wine into old wine skins or else the new wine best the wine skins the wine is spilled so a lot of us we are receiving we are praying that oh god give me grace mercy favor whatever it is but once you receive it because the body, the container, isn't right. It just disappears. You receive the anointing, but you are still with that old boyfriend, that old girlfriend. You are still doing the same things and anointing is leaking. And you are complaining, oh God, why I have been praying, I have been fasting. My brother, my sister, check your wine skin. He said, presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice. In the next move that God is bringing, it will take them who are desperate, who are determined, and who have deliberately set themselves in a place of being a living sacrifice at the detriment of their life. For you to be an overcomer, Bible says in Revelation chapter 12 verse 11, it says they were able to overcome the devil by the blood. And by reason of their word, of their testimony. And most of the times we end there. It says, and they did not love their life, even unto death. Are you willing to die? That is the whole thing. Are you willing to die to self? Right now, when God says that, give me your day. Will you be able to give God your day? When God speaks to you audibly, that I want you to stay with me a day. That is the voice of God. But can you obey? Can you obey? God spoke to Abraham. He said, give me your only son. Look at this. Your only son. I mean, this is the same God that said, I'm going to make you a father of nations and you have given me a son. Why are you taking that son? God wasn't interested in a son. God was interested in the wineskin that could contain the blessing that he was about to release. That blessing that is a generational blessing, a generational blessing, a generational name, that good name that for generations to generations to generations to come, that name will stand as what? The father of faith. He was looking to see that skin because Abraham had that old skin. And the Bible says that when the man took his only begotten son and presented it on the altar and was about to cut it, to cut their son. The Bible says, and the Lord spoke and he said, I now know that you are the one. And upon that time, Jehovah Jireh was made manifest. It will take them who can take out that old wine skin to receive that new wine. 
that new wine that new wine that new wine let's open our bibles to john chapter 2 verse 3 and that will be our last verse the paiko safataika parantukum paradai john chapter 1 chapter 2 verse 1 um let's start from verse 1 tekum palagai skataika vesefelia comparadaika john chapter 2 verse 1 you know everything that we are doing on earth in the church whatever has its expression from the word the eternal word through whom all things were made and for whom all things were made the bible says the word came from heaven transisted transitioned from heaven and came into the earth by the holy spirit and he became flesh and his name was jesus and for 30 years the jesus was what silent and the bible says after the dealings of the holy spirit something happened something was provoked and whatever that was provoked is found within this few scriptures that we are going to read in john chapter 2 verses 1 to 12. he said on the third day there was a wedding in cana of galilee and the mother of jesus was there now both jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding and when they ran out of wine the mother of jesus said to him they have no wine verse 4 look at what jesus said and jesus said to her woman what does your concern have to do with me my hour has not come yet my hour has not come yet his mother said to the servant whatever he says you to do do it look at this i want you to know this verse 5 whatever he says to you do it verse 6 now there were set six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece verse 7 then jesus said to them fill the water pots with water and they filled them up to the brim and he said to them draw out some now and take it to the master of the feast and they took it and when the master of the feast had tasted the water and said the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from but the servant had drawn knew where it came from the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him every man at the beginning sets out good wine and when the guests have well drunk their inferior you have kept the good wine until now verse 11 now this beginning of the signs jesus did in cana of galilee and manifested the glory manifested his glory and his disciples believed him amen and amen 
for there to be an acceptance for people to believe Jesus, for people to believe his ministry, God had to do something. The wine had to change. A new wine had to come out. And I'm going to just highlight certain things that caused and provoked the new wine. You see, one, Jesus was invited. For you to come into the realm where you have new wine, rushing into your life all the time that you'll be running with that new wine. You need to have Jesus in your life. You need to be a child and a son of God. You need to believe in Jesus. You need to have a daily fellowship. It takes that fellowship for you to uh, allow Jesus into your life. He said, I'm standing at the gates of your heart knocking. If you hear, open up and I will come in. It's not you allowing him once and you will kick him out. Come and dwell in. I believe we invite people to our weddings because we have fellowship. We have that relationship. Jesus was invited because there was a fellowship. Two, the Bible says that, and his time wasn't yet up. It wasn't time for the new wine. It is, it is, it is, it is something to do with timings. God moves in time. God is a God who operates in time. There are things that God does. He looks for a vessel. One, he looks for a particular time. He deals with time. Two, when he wants to establish that thing, he carries out an action. And based on the action he carries out, he expects the vessel to reciprocate in that action. And when that thing happens, when there is equilibrium on earth and in heaven, he said, whatever you bind on earth shall be done in heaven. When that equilibrium is established, you find the results. And that is where the new one comes in. And the Bible says, and the woman, that is Jesus' mother, as the vessel came, he said, the wine is done. The wine that we were using when we were single, before we got married, it is finished. We need a new wine for the marriage. The wine that is done when we were in senior high, when we were in university, now we are working. We need a new wine to take us through our work. The wine that we were using when we were in a former country into a new country, it is done. We need new wine. In our ministry, we need new wine. In every single thing you are doing, you need new wine. But for you to receive that new wine, one has to let go of the old. And the Bible says, And the woman said to the people in John chapter 2, verse 5, He said, Whatever he says, to you to do do it that is the problem most of us we have we are expecting to have new wine we are expecting to have an anointing to drive us to the next level to be exceptional the anointing of excellence the anointing for prosperity the anointing for new ideas the anointing for marriage the anointing for whatever it is but we are not doing what the bible says we are not doing what the word expects us to do to live holy to live righteous to walk in the path of righteousness there's a path for righteousness and there's a path for unrighteousness. And narrow is the way, according to the word of God. It said, narrow is the way that leads to life. And broad is the way that leads to destruction. But God wants us to use the narrow way because in a narrow way, 
our former nature. You see, the former nature, that is the Adamic nature, the nature that inclines to sin, cannot go through that narrow way. It always wants to go through the broad way because that is where it has been programmed to. So the moment you start shifting your focus and your attention to go through the narrow way, you have to shed off certain loads, certain burdens. And that is why when anyone or somebody is struggling with certain addictions and anything and he starts seeking the face of God, you see, probably you might have been using your strength, that horizontal strength. Okay, I'm not going to go here, do this, call this thing, and all of a sudden you find yourself doing it. But when you allow the Spirit of God to take over and you start pursuing righteousness, the light of God, according to 1 John chapter 1, it says, verse 1 verse 7, it says, As you fellowship with God, His light, in His light, the blood of His Son will wash you. It is not you washing yourself, but the blood. In that part, that narrow part, where you are being crushed, where the grape is being crushed, the grape will be crushed, the seeds will be taken out, and the juice, that is the, the essence, will come out and it will be bottled and it will have value. Many people don't want to go through that. They want the easy way out. In God, there's no easy way. He will take you through the wilderness. And the Bible says, when Jesus was able to go through the 40 days of fasting, the Bible says, when the devil came to tempt him with all kinds of things, and realized that there was no seed, there was no place for the devil to have his hold. The devil left for a season, not forever, for a season. So it means the devil was coming in and out. That is why you have to do whatever God instructs you to do. He said, be doers of the word and not hearers. For you to engage the next move of God, you need to be deliberate. You need to be a slave to the word. Now, if God well says this, I am doing it. I will not mess it. Your tithe, you don't joke with your tithes. Your givings, you don't joke with your givings. Your prayer life, you don't joke with it. If it is time for you to pray, if you told God, God, I will meet you at 6 a.m., 6 p.m., and it's time, don't joke with it. When it's time for you to eat, you don't joke with it. If it's time for you to go to break in your work, in your workplace, you don't joke with it. If it is time for you to go on leave, you don't joke with it. But why does it come to a point where when it has to do with things to do with God, we play around. We do not want to do it. And the Bible says, when Mary spoke to them, he said, whatever he tells you to do, do. And the Bible says, in the verse 6, now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Verse 7, which stands for perfection. Then Jesus said to them, fill the water pot with water. In other words, put something into their vessels. Don't let it be empty. Put something in. Allow the Holy Spirit to fill you up. When the Holy Spirit fills you up, you will start to engage certain higher dimensions of the Spirit. And the Bible says, Upon the day that the Holy Spirit came down and filled 
the entire gathering who were gathered together obeying what Jesus said that go and wait and tarry until the Holy Spirit comes. They were doing what the word said. And the Bible says, and the people saw them and they said, why are they drunk at this hour with wine? And the Bible says the apostle Peter spoke and he said, we are not drunk with wine, but we are drunk with the Holy Spirit. And by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says he spoke and 3,000 came and gave their lives to God. For you to see the results and the power and the living proof of the word, to see the manifestations of God's word in your life, you need to engage and tarry with the Holy Spirit like never before. So tonight, I came to submit to you what God instructed me to, to release, that he is about to do something new. He's about to release a new anointing upon the surface of the earth where men are going to move with strange miracles, signs, and wonders. Where the church is going to carry unusual resources. Young men will carry certain strategic blessings. You will find young men as young as 20, 23, 25 who are carrying certain wealth like never before. Ideas that will break forth and will come about to do certain things that no one has ever done. But for such people, for such remnants, God is calling them to leave behind their old thoughts, their old ways. Certain things that they thought they knew, they have to put it aside and come to God. Leave their pride and say, Father Lord, I have done it all by myself, but I've come to realize that I cannot do it on my own. Teach me, lead me. Moses says something. Moses is one of the prophets who had a deeper relationship. He was the one that was able to convince God from what? His anger. He said, repent to get to that realm. To see God in his glory. And he said, show me your ways. I want to know your ways. There's a higher place. Apostle Paul said, seek the things above. Don't stay in that place that you find yourself. Try to move beyond it. Try to move beyond it. In the name of Jesus. So tonight, I believe God has what he wants to do. And I know as a result, as we begin to obey and begin to let go and allow the wilderness to break us. Sometimes in your wilderness, men will leave you. In your wilderness, you have to go through accusation. Jesus to be crowned and for the name to carry power, his disciples have to sell him out. They have to what? I mean, reject him to the point of him being what spat on he said if you would take up your cross follow me if you follow christ to enjoy the new wine to be exceptional prepare yourself for whatever that comes with the cross if you cannot embrace the cross the way of the cross you cannot experience that oh, that wonderful that glory that comes you see, after the stage of the cross, there's glorification, there's upliftment. The Bible says Jesus is seated at the right hand side of God. 
and his name has been exalted above every other name. Do you want to come to a place where you'll be exalted above the enemy? Where you stand before the enemy, you command things and it will be established in your family? You have to come to a place where God has his full expression in your life. So tonight I pray that the, the will of God, the wine of God, will come to you because you have shed and you have let go of the old wineskin. In the name of